0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Brian Johnson podcast. And today's interview, I got my man Will. He's a great dude, man. Um, he just is one of those brothers that you know you, you hope that you know does well, does really good for himself. Um, he's very smart, and um, just thought this brother was really solid, man. he's a great interview he talks about a lot of things that i think people can relate to so um without further ado here is the show hope you guys tune in next week too um and thanks for tuning in last week for sure the very first episode and i appreciate that again this is the brian johnson podcast man thanks for checking it out peace Hey, what's going on, everybody? I hope everybody's doing well. Welcome to the Brian Johnson Podcast. And today, I got my man, Wilbur. This man right here is probably, I would have to say, one of the smartest brothers I've ever met. And he's smart not because he's like the most well-read or most educated brother you'll meet. It's just that he is, honestly, he's observant and he's an honest person. And to me, that shows intelligence, so, my man, introduce yourself today, bro. What's going on with you? Uh,
1: nothing yeah. much, man. Uh, just a little background. Uh, husband, father.
0: Yes. <laughs> small
1: business owner.
0: Yes, yes, so, yes. We get to. We're gonna get to all of this today. Gotcha. <laughs> so, you are a small business owner. What kind of business are you in?
1: Uh, it's education, uh, so pretty much what I do is uh, CPR education okay. and. Um, I do education for the machines that I use, so ventilators and things like that.
0: Nice, 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 nice. What kind of people do you come in contact when you do that business?
1: That's a good thing about the medical field. So I mean, you meet background, you meet everybody from different backgrounds, Mm -hmm. um, two mothers, two fathers, Muslim. (laughs) I mean, everything. Word. So that's a good thing. Uh, That's why I enjoy what I do because I go into people's homes. Right. So it's never a dull moment.
0: Good stuff, good stuff yeah. Do you ever find yourself like When you're doing this kind of business as a black male Do you ever find yourself in a, like an awkward situation Where people are like kind of judging you Because of your, your culture, your race Because it's not like something that's like heavily I would say Is it is it a really multicultural thing Or is it really like a kind of like You get a, a kind of a baseline of people
1: You know what, I mean you, you can't shoot a hundred percent for everything. So mm-hmm. it's probably been a handful of times that I've been judged just off of my skin color right? and the handful of times, cause I'm in people's homes, you know? Right, right, right. But, you know, I, you know, maybe if it was somebody else in their home, maybe, I don't know, but I've, Never really had an issue like that. Every time I go to somebody's house, they're opening their home to me. Food, I Nice mean, tips. Nice, nice. And again, it's people from different areas. You know, right. I think it was uh Thursday night, I was in Franklin Lakes. Ah. So you know how those houses are. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, it's a uh,
0: different kind of ball game up there. It's huh? a
1: different ball game. But yeah. those people, you know, this guy's got um, you know, the house was, you know, expensive, but he's, he's opened his whole house to me.
0: right, 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 I mean?
1: right. So, um, and then you get some people who live in, uh, I was a guy, uh, guy's house in Mawa. Okay. So, I mean, he's throwing his keys down to me like, oh, just come up this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Since, so I never really had that, that kind of issue. All right. Now, All when right. I was working at Nordstrom, <laughs> that was a little bit different. <laughs> Uh,
0: Nordstrom is a different kind of ball game working at a retail game right yep because <laughs> yep. those people are going to look at the, they turn their nose down at you but they want they want you to help them but right. they're going to turn their nose down at you huh
1: yeah
0: it's a different thing now wh- what Nordstrom did you work at
1: oh, Garden State Garden
0: State Plaza yeah. which is and now Garden State has changed now let me get this straight I just want to make sure I got this idea you grew up in neck, right yeah okay now your family was original Jersey folk or they came from a different place
1: no my dad is from Augusta Georgia okay okay um, he moved up to the Bronx when he was maybe sixteen, somewhere around there. All right. And my mother's from good old TNT Trinidad and Tobago,
0: <laughs> so we got the Caribbean going strong, boy.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she came, they came up. They moved to Brooklyn, which okay. I, I feel like that's where everybody from the West Indies goes, right? Flatbush <laughs> yeah. area.
0: I think it's I think it's like a, a cultural a right. Uh, What's that right passage? Right passage, yeah. passage. Yeah, yeah. Get I to think.
1: Brooklyn, and then from Brooklyn. You go wherever you want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my family's from Jamaica. And they came. They didn't go to Brooklyn though. They came. They got it. They started out in like the sugar canes in Florida. Oh wow! And then they, a few of my uncles did. The, um, the ladies they came up here, but they were cleaning floors. They started. They started out in Jersey. You know, as soon as they um, Jamaica got independence right. from Britain, and that was like their thing. They moved right in there. But I definitely understand it. You yeah. know, because people when people come from they. I guess people in the islands got a different idea of what really goes on here. I guess they don't wanna believe yeah. their people, but yeah, it's a whole different thing when you get out of here, man. It
1: is. And you know, it's funny you say that because uh I feel like there's there's a big like difference between black people who were born here and grew up yes. versus even Africans versus Right. Caribbeans.
0: Yes. You Big know, difference like, my friend. Yeah, they, Big it's, difference. It's so
1: weird. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 you learn you learn is a there's just a cultural thing. Um even the past couple of days like my girlfriend she came to me and we were uh, not came to me, we were driving let's just say she's driving I'm I'm in the passenger relaxing which is like a big thing for me because I never used to be able to do that cuz I drove stick for so long okay. and like no no a lot of women and I'm not trying to be sexist a lot of women don't know how to drive stick okay I'm just saying okay right. don't come to me to me okay some <laughs> bullshit like that um but I'm saying is it's it was like she was like you know you never say you're Jamaican you never say you're this, but you're like mad multicultural. You just say you're black. And I'm like, it's because it's so much to go into. And she's like, well, when I, when, if we ever have kids, I'm going to say they're Dominican, they're black, and they're Jamaican. And I'm like, because Jamaican people always say they're Jamaican first. And I'm like, yeah, if they're yeah. from there. They, they don't do. Say they're,
1: they don't say they're black, though. <laughs> no, so they don't they say they're black. black.
0: And I'm like, <laughs> Africans do the same right. thing. They don't and say I'm they're like, black. I hate to tell you all this, but in this country... Yeah. yeah, before you open your mouth... You are black. You're black. And right. she's like, oh, well...
1: Dominicans do that too. Right. And she's like... And some Puerto Ricans.
0: She, she's like, well, the white people will tell you to do that because you're based yeah. upon what the white people judge you. And I'm like, I, I understand what you're saying, <laughs> but I'm just going to tell you, growing up in Teaneck, you really learn very quickly what what floor or what doors you're going to be hanging out with. Right. <laughs> so I say all I have to say. So your family is Caribbean, but also very African-American as well. Right. Now, what kind of dynamic was that growing up? Because you came to... I'm sure they had you and then they came to Teaneck, or how did that yeah, exactly work? Yeah, so
1: um, <clears throat> we we started out in... Well, I was born in Brooklyn. Okay. I, I wasn't there that long. All right. Then we moved to Teaneck. So uh, dynamic-wise... Uh, I think it was it was fine all for right. me. All right, all right. But um I can't I can't really say, but I, I just know that I guess my work ethic is definitely different. And I know Caribbean people will say that they have a stronger work <laughs> ethic than and, and I know people will probably people who are Caribbean will understand what I'm saying, but right. people who are quote unquote black will be like, Oh, what is that supposed to mean? Like you know what I mean? Somebody's
0: but, getting offended.
1: Right, somebody's getting offended, <laughs> but I'm sorry. We're just we're speaking but how it is. It's
0: gonna be what it is.
1: Right. But, so, I mean, my work ethic and stuff is definitely, I guess, but my dad was a hard worker, too. Okay, So, you okay, know, okay. I can't really say, like, okay. that, that either one influenced more than the other. I got you, I got you.
0: Now, your dad's values, were they the same as your mom, or they were kind of, like, kind of different?
1: Mm-hmm. It's very weird. Like, uh, my parents worked a lot, so all I know is that I, I had to do good. That okay. was it. They both wanted me and my sister to do good. All at right. the end of the day, <laughs> <laughs> now you have a sister. Are you the oldest, or you She's, a, I'm the oldest. You're the oldest. Yeah.
0: How does that feel to have the, the responsibilities on your sister? Because all the screw ups go on you.
1: It's true. It's very true. But I don't think she understands that kind of pressure, you know? <laughs> she she thinks she's the one with all the pressure. But I'm like, nah, you don't understand. <laughs> you really don't the get pressure's it. pressure's on the oldest <laughs> one. Because right. yeah. you
0: are supposed to set the tone. The
1: tone, and exactly. If, you, if,
0: you, if the youngest one screws up, they just didn't follow the tone. But at least the older one did something. Right.
1: <laughs> right. She nah. don't understand that. But,
0: yeah. Nah. Nah. So when you came to Teaneck, and you were in Teaneck schools and everything else, I uh, in the last... Um, episode, because this is episode two, if I, if I didn't say it. But anyway, um, in the first episode, I had a, um, a gentleman by the name of Lenny, and he was, he came from New York and went into t schooling. But you started out in t schooling, I'm guessing. Was it, as your dynamics went through, what kind of things did you learn like growing up in a very diverse, multicultural kind of area? Did you feel like you got a very um, good idea of what it was going to be like for you in the real world?
1: Yeah, I think so, because, um, you know, uh, growing up in Tinac, I guess for me, I was a, a part of different cultures. You know, I had right. like right. my Latino, my Hispanic friends, mm. my black friends, my white friends, Jewish friends. I have friends from all over. So you get to, you know, when you come into somebody's house, you get to see their home dynamics Correct. and you realize that... <clears throat> You, you actually realize that almost everybody's home really is the same thing, you know? <laughs> like, you think that black different, people, different
0: food, but same home. Yeah, the, different food, but same home. So, you, uh, so
1: like, things where you hear about, like, you know, they always say about, ah uh, you know, black homes have, you know, mm-hmm. a single parent. Right. But you go into some white homes, and, you know, they're on their second <laughs> marriage. You know what I mean? Like, so, right, right, right. I realize, you know, going into, even Jew, with Jewish people, you know? Yeah. So, they talk about, you know, the different things in Jewish people, and, and how Jewish people like... The gold standard, I guess. Right. right. So they right. say, like, oh, you know, Jewish people, they, they stick together. They do all this stuff yeah. with their money. Yeah. But when you know Jewish people, you realize that everything <laughs> isn't that sweet with them. No, you know? it's not.
0: It's definitely not sweet like that. Right. Jewish so, people are just as wild as, as as you may think. You just don't know it. Because right. you don't see it as much.
1: You don't see it as much. Right. And, but the thing about it is when you actually hang around people from different backgrounds, right. you have to realize that... The same things happen <laughs> no matter where you are, what color right. the person is. Right, right.
0: So, you know. Now, growing up, you were multicultural and everything, and you went to a you went to a diverse, and you probably played in, like, different little leagues and stuff like that. I'm sure your dad had you in, like, certain things. You met friends and stuff like that. When you were, did you have a sense of, of being um, a black male in these kinds of situations? Did you have a sense of your culture and everything as you were growing up?
1: No, I didn't actually. That um, was one thing. So um, I will say, um, <clears throat> I never really saw color. You know, right, like right. I couldn't understand certain things yeah. about like, you know, you're supposed to be a certain way because you're from this bracket. Like right. that stuff didn't. It Did
0: you didn't, ever get them? You're supposed to listen to a certain kind of music. Listen to white yeah. music. You are to white music. Why you listen to white music? To, I used yeah. to hate that when I got to school. Oh my god, that was the worst thing. Yeah,
1: it, it's quite funny because I had two friends when I actually three friends when I was in uh, daycare. Right, right. We right. all grew up through the through the school systems, but. One of them was a black girl, and we mm-hmm. were friends from day one. Right, The other right. one was a white guy. Ah. But it seemed to be that me and the white guy gravitated more towards, I guess, the the quote-unquote, you know, black culture or whatever. <laughs> the and black she was, doors. Right. <laughs> and she was black, but, you know, she, I guess, gravitated more towards the quote-unquote white culture or whatever. Right, 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 right. But... To me I, I, it didn't make sense, like the different mm-hmm. cultures. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. why why how come you can't hang out with us? Like, you know, like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and then over the time her and I grew up apart in a uh-huh, sense because uh-huh. I don't know, I mean maybe certain things, but I just mm-hmm. couldn't understand why everybody couldn't just hang out. Like to me it just didn't you <laughs> it know. It didn't what make mean? sense.
0: None of it makes sense. It didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I know the feeling, bro. I know the feeling. When you're dealing with people from different cultures, you begin to try to figure out what exactly where you stand, you know, now you now as growing up and you go went out into to the real world when you went to college, I'm guessing you went to college. Am I correct? In Bergen, Bergen. Bergen. No matter. You went to Bergen. <laughs> <laughs> That's still college, bro. OK, you went to Bergen. How was that going from there? Did you
1: feel like a change? Is everything like, like do you
0: see a change in your life at that point? I saw a big
1: change because, like, uh, I would meet people from like areas like Paramus and right, all these other areas, right. and I would realize that they hadn't been really exposed the same ah, way I was. Okay, okay, not that they were like nasty towards me, right? But they just hadn't been exposed. I got you. And the conversation would be a little bit awkward sometimes. <laughs>
0: As, as it always is Right
1: Because they don't know what to say Or exactly. they might say something and you're like oh, I don't know if that's something you say Like you know <laughs> Like we're cool But I don't know if you Step I'm over that okay line I'm not okay with this right. man yeah. I'm not
0: totally okay right. with this Right
1: <laughs> right. Right. right Exactly
0: it's I've had that plenty many, Plenty of times Where I'm just like Do I have to explain The entire culture to you Right Okay cool Please sit down Time to educate
1: like, Right <laughs> it's, Like I met this one guy uh, This white guy At Nordstrom Hmm. Uh, kind of reminds me of like a Mark Wahlberg kind of Right, you know? right, right And uh, one day we're hanging out He's like, yo, was good, yo my... And I'm like, you know I heard like the record like stop for a minute Like, like hold up <laughs> nah, We can't, we're not going there <laughs>
0: no, 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 no No,
1: not happening
0: <laughs> Let's rewind for a second Come back in Rewind, select Right, re-
1: rewind, rewind <laughs> Let's start this all over again <laughs> Yes
0: Oh man, it because it, they say cultural appropriation, and I see the big thing with uh, Kim Kardashian about the braids and everything else, and she's not there. There's been braids forever, and I'm like, oh, okay,
1: okay. Well, well, that's a whole separate topic that we could talk exactly. about because I got a whole I I, I could jump on that, <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll save that for another what, day.
0: What I'm saying is it's it's the it's the it's the thing where people are just so oblivious to culture that they get their culture from TV, especially with talking circa early 2000s. And most of the 90s and 80s television, it's just like it's he, he, you're not going to get everything you can get from our culture just because you watch the Cosbys, right. just because you watch a different world. Maybe you caught a different world. Now, a different world made me go to made me go to school because I'll be honest with you. I just wanted to be down to go to college and stuff like that. And it was a, an awakening moment for me as I got older and I went through things. I started understanding like, um, how can I put this? I started understanding that you are a black man and that you have to figure out who you are in this lexicon of America and you need to understand your limitations and your advantages. You know, I remember Charlene put out that book, Black Privilege. It's true. You do get a privilege because you are, at the end of the day, part of a very... I guess you could say, culturally rich and powerful um, culture. And you should embrace that, and you should understand that, you know, you're born with certain gifts, you know, that some people might not have, you know, and you need to enjoy those things. Now, as you went through, and you're here, and you're growing as a man, and you're like, all right, I got through school, I'm going to go. What made you decide to... I guess you could say, like, go down a path of where you were going to, like, you know what, I'm going to establish a life for myself, and I'm not going to just go down this path and follow everybody. Because that's one thing I noticed about you when I met you is, like, you're very much in your own path. You're not a person who follows, I can tell, and you're not a person who is going to jump on bandwagons. You're like, listen, I'm going this way, B. I know everybody else is going down this right lane, but me in this left lane, I just feel like it's best for me. What made you decide to really choose your own path when you could have gone down the path of just being out there, smoking all the time, not really doing nothing with your life, not really taking care of your business, making babies when you're not supposed to kind of situation? Not that there's always, I guess, I can say not to judge those people, but at the end of the day, it's not the most healthiest lifestyle. What made you go in that path?
1: Um, I don't know, really. Um, I think it's more so just... Like I was a long term type of person, as far as like thinking ahead towards you know, um a lot of it had to do with my dad and the and the type of guy he was. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he was a perfect guy. I don't know what I don't know he might have been doing some things that maybe I never saw, but right. I know in the home, yeah, you know, he was he was he was a man at the house, right right um so for me, it was always like you know, you look at a situation, let's say you know one of my best friends, right? People wouldn't even think that we were best friends because. He's, you know, he, he was at one time looking like a career criminal <laughs> <laughs> but that's my guy that's yeah. my guy till this day right, you know right. so um but it just for me it was like all right i see what he's doing but there's no benefit long term there, there was no benefit right right you know being in the adult I'm like listen, I want my freedom I want money I think that and that's another thing too i'm I'm always focused on the money too mm mm-hmm. so money
0: is money is a big part of the things that we we grow we understand is is, is a primary thing what made the money what made money kind of stick out to you is like you know what I gotta be more frugal and and focused on that
1: um, <clears throat> it just uh, I guess I felt like. It, it sounds bad, but in America, money is what it is, right? right? So, I mean, do I need to be... And I have this conversation with all my guys because they always say, you know, when you make a certain amount, when what what is enough money? Right, right, correct. And, and to me, there's, there's really never really enough because... And I'm not saying that you have to be money hungry, but what mm-hmm. I'm saying is, though, is that you never... Like, let's just say you made a billion dollars, right? Correct, correct. Do you stop making money at that point? <laughs> right. <laughs> We're
0: billionaire, you know, stop making money right. at a billion dollars. Right. I don't, I I never met one, and I've only met maybe one billionaire in my entire life. So, right.
1: yes. Exactly. So, the money never stops when you hit a billion. But my whole thing is uh, if you hit a billion, now you don't know when, uh, you know, the, the cost of things is going to start going up. Right. right? right and and right. a billion looks like a million now. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So many things could happen. Somebody that you know dear to you could become sick, where. Right. Insurance is not there. Whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, you got to pay. So to me, it's always just, uh, and, and some of it was my grandmother, too. Um, you know, Trinidad and Tobago, West Indian lady. who They, weren't trying, up, they weren't trying to hear that shit. They
0: weren't trying to hear that. hell no. You got to
1: come up. You got to work because <laughs> my grandmother always tell me you never know when somebody's going to get sick. And, 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 and then somebody gets sick,
0: Yeah, they you got to take care of it. Especially the, you're raised to think, you know, your girl gets pregnant. She ain't working, homes. Right. Guess who's gonna be taking wheel of the, the house, homie? Yeah. Your ass. Right. So you better take your punk ass to the to the shop and see if they're hiring and get you some damn money. Yep. <laughs>
1: that's it's, that's it's a fact. No flaws like, or something. Yeah. yeah so, word. Yeah. Word. So my whole thing was just establishing because, um, you know, just 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 get myself established. I think that was the biggest thing for me. Right. And I still feel like there's so much that I still gotta try to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when did you? When did you like? Start to get this like all right. When did you start getting good with the money? Like you started understanding how to work your money and and save and focus. I think now, now, yeah, yeah. So it's just starting to come to you now. Huh? Yeah, yeah, now, yeah, thirty
1: two. Yeah. yeah, now, now I'm thinking about things like investing, yeah. and trying to set up shop.
0: That's good because I saw. I think it was like I don't want to say it was it a year ago, maybe more. It was uh, you went on Facebook Live and you were breaking down some stuff, and I was like, look at this brother right here, man. He's speaking from an intelligent, I'm not doing no gimmicky shit. Right. And he's dropping wise and, f- and solid knowledge. I always say when I see somebody from my culture do something like that, it ins- inspires me. Because then I see that they're breaking out of the box. Yeah. And they're no longer trying to. Because I remember Jay-Z said he had to dumb down his lines in order for people to understand what he was saying. Right. And if he didn't dumb down his lines, he could be Twali, quali, or Common. And I understood that on a micro scale, my scale. I understood that you can't always give people knowledge. They're not willing to accept it unless you break it down to their level. But what you were doing was just dropping it just on a level of this is, I'm an adult. This is, I have a wife and kids. And this is what the fuck I'm going to do. And this is what the fuck you need to do. (laughs) And it it made sense to me. And I was like, okay, that's inspiring. You know, when I see somebody doing that at a young age. And knowing that, you know, knowing you somewhat of you, you're showing stability. And then first and foremost, a, a man like yourself, stability, and I hate to tell you, fellas, if you don't know, let me tell you something. Stability and stability and, 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 and being reliable to a woman is the most important thing if you, if you really want to know the truth. If you really want to know the truth, that's really what they go for. Why do you think their sugar daddies exist? Yeah, Those are consistent. You know what I mean? Now, if you could put that package deal with something more of like love and honesty and something really worth it, then you can take things to another level. But let me tell you something: if you're stable, you're consistent, and you can, and they see you out there grinding, man, and not just in the streets. They gonna oh, fuck with you, man. Yeah. It don't. It, you don't have to be. You don't have to have the Raris and all the nice things. You can have. You can be somebody simple who's just driving a three series and goes to work every day and still have a bad wife. Right. Trust and believe the, that
1: the Rari might get him hooked, but, but will they <laughs> stay? <laughs>
0: exactly, because that Rari goes fast, not just on the road, bro. Right. Trust me. <laughs> but um, so you you've 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 moved into a place in your life. If I'm if I'm at this stage of your life now, you just had a kid, right? Yeah. And you got married about not too long ago. Oh boy, yeah, like. Four years ago. Four years yeah. ago. So you got married. Now, if I'm mistaken, you're 32 today? How old are you right now? 32? 32, yeah. 32. So 32 minus four is what? 28. 28.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, 28 year old black man living his life. Yeah. No kids. Am I correct? No kids at the time. The, yeah. at, the, at the time, there's no, no kids. kids. Prior to the, <laughs> all right, all right, okay. So there's no kids at this point. And you're like, all right. Now, how long you were with your girl before you got married? Oh my God,
1: since two thousand and three. Since two thousand and three. Since high school, basically.
0: Yeah. Now, in that time frame, did you did you like have moments where you guys had separations and breaks and stuff oh, yeah. like that? Right? Yeah, we had two two big separations. Two big separations. Oh, yeah. When you went through those two separations, I'm guessing at that point you were like, "Yo, I gotta live my life a little bit. I'm gonna do what I wanna oh, do." Yeah. Right? Yep. At that time, did you always harbor an instinct that, or not a harbor, an instinct I should say, harbor some type of like hoping that you and her would get back together?
1: Yeah, because, you know, we, we have been together for so long. Right. Um, and then when you're out there, You know, you're looking, you're looking, and Mm -hmm. then you realize there's not really that much out there. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like,
0: (laughs) the Sabbath, it's not always, it's not, look, there's some people who who their whole identity is based upon who they can pull, what kind of girl they can pull, right? And then there's some brothers out there who they're no longer concerned with that. They just want to have some type of peace to their lives. Right. And you strike me as a guy who... Looked outside, said, all right, cool, it's really nice out here, but I need some I need some peace because it's loud. Right. And it's loud, and it's inconsistent, and sometimes it's practically just dangerous. Right. You know, and I'm guessing you went through that in a way.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, <clears throat> you know, so, you know, we separated, and then, you know, you're out, you know, you meet various people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a couple of things, like, and we talked about security earlier, so it's right. like, you know, let's just say you, you know, you, you meet a girl, whatever, you're casually dating. Right. But if you can't trust that woman with a key to your house or, or hold your wallet, you <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? Man. Then you're like, ah, yeah, like, this brother. is not the one. Yeah, brother. You see, yeah. with, with my wife, I'm like, all right, I trust her with, you know, I trust her pretty much with everything. Right, to make, right, right, You know, we, I mean, we get into it because we're like, you know, apples and oranges. But Right. At the end of the day I'm like listen I can't leave this woman cuz <laughs> you know, I trust her with too much. You know what <laughs> hey, I mean? I know what
0: you mean. I so, know what you mean. Yeah,
1: so at 28 I was just like, you know, I was just like, man, I'm trying to move forward with my life. I need right. to like right. settle this woman down so that I can go ahead and focus on trying to make some money.
0: I got to say, man, I I that right there is that's real, B, because, yeah. I, I mean, I never, at 28, I was not thinking like that. I was right. a straight savage at that time. Right, right. And I, you know, I make no qualms about it, but I wasn't, I was also, I've always been a lover, yeah. you know, and I made a lot of mistakes with the women that I was dealing with, basically because I wasn't, I wasn't listening, and that's something I, <laughs> man, if I could take back all the times I didn't listen, when I should have listened. I can I could write twelve books about right. all the times I done. And, and, but
1: but you know what not not to don't don't beat yourself up on that because <laughs> if you listen to everything a woman is saying you will drive yourself crazy.
0: Oh my God, they will go off in you tangents. You will drive
1: yourself crazy if you listen to everything a woman is saying, boy.
0: Oh my God,
1: so you can't beat yourself up on. Nah, that.
0: man, you be you, you want to you want to turn your hair lily white before you're a certain age, brother. Right. You will turn your hair right. lily, and, lily and white. And just
1: a message to any ladies out there, man, if you yeah. want to get your point across, man, just slow down for a minute. Yes, just Large. slow down, slow it down for us, Preach just for one minute. Tabernacle. <laughs>
0: That's my G. Yeah, they will go a mile a minute. You like, oh, deer in headlights, deer in headlights. You don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. So you you're with your wife. You met her in high school, right? Yeah. And you were okay. So you go 28. So you're like okay. So 28 years old, and you're getting married. Yeah. Now, how was your boys? What were your boys saying to you about that time?
1: Oh man. They were hounding me, but a couple of my boys was married already. So. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so like, you
0: were lucky. You were lucky. Man.
1: Yeah, but then I had the other half. Which oh, is like, yo, what are you doing? Why are you doing
0: this? <laughs> they want to smack you in Goodbye. the corner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You know? <laughs> They're
0: to leave you in that corner, like, yo, go over there, bro.
1: Right. <laughs> but I, I truly believe in finding that balance, though.
0: Yes, it is. It's a good balance. It's a good balance. So,
1: like, some, some people will get married and right. then their friends start dropping off because they, they can't keep that balance. Like, I still go out with my boys, just the boys.
0: Yeah, 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 Sometimes
1: yeah. when guys get into relationships, the women don't allow them to...
0: They'll chill with the homegirls yeah. no more, man. Right. And growing up in Teaneck, you listen, when everybody grows up in Teaneck, you are going to have, or even in my area, you are always going to have homegirls. It's just... The nature of the beast These are the homies I'm not doing nothing with her But we just kick it I don't have homegirls Oh my god (laughs) What is wrong with you You don't have no homegirls That put you on the game
1: I don't have no homegirls Damn son Shout out, to, shout out to DP. He just ruined the That's whole thing That's the only homegirl right I got. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Well, you don't have any homegirls now. You're married. So it doesn't matter right. anymore. Right. <laughs> right.
1: Well, all, all my homegirls are my girls' girls now. She done <laughs> <was, she laughs> <was, she laughs> stole them. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's why I hold on to my oh, boys.
0: I'm talking about pre-marriage type life. Yeah, have?
1: pre-marriage. I had some homegirls, but they all my girls' girls now. Yeah.
0: So your girl has <laughs> run a monopoly on my man She has And she this has. is the reality of it She has She has <laughs> This is good <laughs> That's good But it's good, bro, Listen but <laughs> For
1: me it's our, I, Honestly it's not that big of a deal Because I still got my, my, my boys and, and we go out. We we have fun. We do we do what boys do. So. AKA Not nothing crazy, right? We just go out, we drink, we, AKA, we talk loud. I need
0: a vacation from my wife sometimes. Yeah. That's
1: it. <laughs> that's we true. Go out we drink. As it with any guy. We talk Very. loud, we watch sports, we cuss, the, you know, Speaking the, of sports. Yeah. Speaking
0: of sports, what do you think about this LeBron thing and that whole Curry talk? I mean her I mean whole Warriors talk. I'm sorry. Uh, it's making me sick. It's making us sick. It's
1: making me sick, man. <laughs> Honestly, it is. If LeBron, my man's stomach is curling up there. Like, yeah. Oh, if LeBron it. goes to the Warriors, I'm not watching basketball. <laughs> I'm not watching it. It's He's gonna terrible. Be,
0: his Facebook post is going to be, I don't watch basketball.
1: Yeah. Send. That's it. <laughs> Send. I'm not doing it. LeBron uh-huh. goes over there. The season <laughs> is over. I'm going to wish they lose every game. <laughs> oh, my God. Every game. What is there to watch? You're going to know what the ending is. That's Le- like that's like the Super Bowl tomorrow, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, Eagles are gonna win. Oh,
0: God bless you, brother. <laughs> God bless you, brother. God Eagles. bless you, brother. 27-21 <laughs> Eagles. Let's go. And, and and if anyone knows me and him, we're I'm am I'm a diehard Giants fan. Giants. This man is a diehard Giants fan. Are you ready for like letting a, another NFC East team win? Listen, I suffered through the Dallas years. We did. Okay.
1: I mean, if, listen. If the Giants are not there, I could care less. But the Patriots and the Cowboys—listen,
0: corporate. I listen. I, I don't know about you, but I look at the I look at the Patriots, and I just see like everything that's wrong with America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. To me, they, they're like Trump's team. I just I don't oh. know why. Like, I just don't deal well with them. I just Didn't don't like Brady,
1: Brady voted for Trump? I, I guess so. I he, think he did.
0: Uh, people tried to say that that was his hat. I don't right. know. Nobody's ever copped to seeing him wear the hat. So yeah, that's what I, I'm I saying.
1: Think Brady, I think Brady's a Republican, man. <laughs> he's I safe to say he he's
0: a Republican? I think he oh, is. Man, brother. I
1: think he is. I think the coaches, <sighs> all those guys, uh, Trump's, are Republicans, man. <laughs> And not that I have anything against Republicans.
0: No, no. Why would we? Yeah, you only took us down. Anyway, <laughs> we're not gonna go there. This is not a politically driven show, right? But Lord help us. Okay, <laughs> let's get back on topic. Right. All right. <laughs> so you're married, man. You're a married man at a young age, and I, you're in the cars, man. I, I was. Remember, I remember. I remember you telling me. Remember, we were back in the old shop where we both had the same barber. Shout out to time and. And um, we went to, I mean, no, not we, I was there one day, and you were there, and you were talking about what car you wanted to get. And I've been telling you, probably need to get a 3 Series, a yuppie 3 Series. Yeah. But get the 3 Series, because it's the most fun you're going to have in a car with a back seat.
1: So now I'm looking at caravans. Oh, yeah. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Caravans, <laughs> caravans
0: is fun. <laughs> Yo, not for, not for nothing, I drove to, um, to Georgia and back. In a, a Chrysler Pacifica, mm. 2018, mm. fully loaded, my G, best ride ever. Yeah? Ever. Surprising. Like, I was in there like, oh, oh, this is awesome. My girlfriend was in the side seat. She was like, yes. My stepmom and my sister were in the back seat, completely laid out the entire ride. Yeah, that's a
1: big car, though. Uh, yeah,
0: man. We had stuff. I took my boy's M3, his exhaust for his M3. I took both of his exhausts down there in the back, along with all the luggage that the women brought, Damn. of course. So I had all that, and I took it all down there, got back and everything, heated seats, starter, like, click-click, joint starts, all – it was just – it was amazing.
1: I That's had a, a good time. Yeah, I, I can't I – mean, Don't so, do it. Don't yeah, do it. Yeah, no, don't I was about to say. It. I don't I don't, don't do it. You, you know.
0: only got one kid. Don't do it. Weird. Don't do it.
1: But I used to be into the card game heavy, uh, man, but I'm I, right now I'm looking at, you know, where I spend my money as I go because – it Depreciates like how it depreciates, and you never get that money back. My dad used to tell me that stuff all <laughs> no, the they time. always
0: do. Yeah, they, my
1: dad used to tell me like his phrase was, A car will end up on your kitchen table. And I'm like, Yo, you know, <laughs> the reality of it is, it's so, so true. That's a great lie 20 points for dad, 20 <laughs> points, yeah, hey there because yeah, 20 <laughs> points because it's so true, man. Because you, you know, you. When, I, when you look at some of these cars, these Benzes and all these things like that, they were once worth over $100,000. Right. Now they send it on right. a lot at six grand. Yo. You know? So I'm like, damn, the poor person who spent $100,000 <sighs> just waited until the price came Listen, <laughs> I used to have a G35
0: Coupe. It was my baby. Yeah. I bought it at 24000 By the time I sold, you know how much I sold it for? Mm. You don't even want to know, bro. It was fucking, it was, it was Scary. You ridiculous. bought it at twenty four. Twenty four. So you probably sold it for like eight or nine. I sold it for five. Oh, off fifty five hundred off rip. Ah, and you know why I sold it for so cheap? It was rusting on the side.
1: See,
0: it was stick and it had old technology in it, and I knew I right. needed to get rid of it because no matter how much I wanted to keep that car, keep trying to replace tires for snow, right? And driving it in the middle of winter, it was just not going to work for me. Yeah, and I, you know, I took a, excuse me, I took a chance and I jumped into a lease. Mm. But it wasn't a bad thing. Yeah. It helped my credit. Mm-hmm. And I was living pretty good with it. And even now, I like I don't have many problems with it. And I said to myself, it's such a depreciating product. Unless you can buy... It's like buying art. Mm. If you can buy really nice, ex- nice art, it'll appreciate. Mm. But if you buy some painter who no one's ever going to know about, then I guess at the end of the day doesn't matter because yeah. it's going to depreciate and you spend all that money for nothing because it's not going to increase in value. Same thing with cars. Yeah. You know, cars are rolling art. I know I don't care what nobody says. It's rolling art. Yeah. You know what I mean, so I can I understand why you said, you know, I made this switch. had to be an adult and said, OK, you know what? I have aspirations, but one day I'll get there and I can go cop what I want.
1: Well, right. Well, I mean, my car is going to be paid off soon, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: once it's paid off, I'll probably jump back in, but I wouldn't jump in with both feet. Like, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you am going to hopscotch back in? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to hopscotch. What I say is, like, I'll probably get something like, you know, $1,500, like a uh, whole side project, right? Right, on, you right, know right, I mean? right. Nothing right. crazy because. Right. I just ain't gonna put my whole entire money into it like I used to before. Like, right, right. those days are done. Yeah. <laughs> I you.
0: Yeah. I feel you, brother. I've totally, totally feel you. I want an E forty six and a Raptor so bad. Oh,
1: that sounds good to me. Yeah, you, just, yeah.
0: yeah, just those two cars. And my life would be my life would be straight. Yeah. Oh well. Anyway. Um so the wife comes into the picture, your life changes. You're yeah. married now and stuff like that. Um at that point, now that you're married, how did your life like change for you? Did your dynamics change and your direction change at that point? The reason why I'm asking you because I like to always, when I talk to guests, I always like to try to give pinpoints of when they saw like a, a change in their life happen. It kind of gives them a point of direction.
1: Yeah, things change. Things definitely change. Not good, not bad, but mm-hmm. things do the dynamic definitely changes because I guess before that it's kind of like you know you're playing house, and it's like, nah, now nah, you're really in the house. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so marriage does change the dynamic yeah, big time. Yeah, it does. You it know, does. From
0: from what I saw, a lot of my friends, it definitely changed. Yeah,
1: yeah, it changes, and some of it could be good, some of it could be bad, but altogether, it's like a neutral kind of like you know. Mm-hmm. So you get some good things, but then you might get some things right. You like right. right well, <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. Yeah. I dig it. Now. One thing I
0: wanted to ask you about, and we didn't even get to that yet, Mm. it was um, your,
1: how did you feel when you saw Obama win? Well, I'm a conspiracy theorist, so. (laughs) Oh, shit. When it comes to (laughs) politics. Right. But I felt good, though, Um, you know, because... uh, like like I said, I go to various people's houses. So I meet some older people who are, you know, eighty, ninety years old and they mm-hmm. tell stories about how they literally cry because it shows you it shows you the progression mm-hmm. of where we are. So it's like, yeah, we as America, we still got a lot of things to work out, but we are progressing right. in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So I felt like Obama was good. It gave it gave people a lot of hope. You know, yes. a lot of a lot of um, you know, brown people. Right? You <laughs> gave him a lot of hope. Yes, yes. So I, I felt I felt really good. And then when he got another term, I at first I was like, Damn, they got him, but they ain't gonna give him another term. Right. Then the second time came and I think I guess it was uh, Mitt Romney the second time. I'm like, man, they gotta give him a second <laughs> chance because we can't do Mitt Romney. But, nah, nah, brother. But just off of just off of that, yeah, I, I was happy to see, you know, brown skinned person, the right. leader of the free world. No, was, I was happy. Now are you you
0: are a um you are a, uh, a starch Democrat, am I correct? No. Not a Democrat? No. Okay. So what are you exactly?
1: I, I hate politics. You hate politics? Yeah. I think I think it's... I think it's, it's all a scam, I think, okay, yeah, okay, you know, okay. this is going back to my conspiracy <laughs> thing because
0: at all this time and all this time uh, and all this time I thought you were I thought for sure you were a a Democrat,
1: yeah, well well, a Democrat see the thing about it is like when people jump into these these parties, right, that would mean that I would have voted for Hillary. Yes, yes. But I didn't want to vote for either. Ah, you abstained. I I, I mean, I voted. Okay, all, right, all right. But I wasn't happy about <laughs> it voting.
0: I voted for her, too, and I wasn't happy about it right. either. I
1: wasn't okay with it either. Right. I wasn't happy about voting, but um, I can't say that I'm Democrat. I can't say that I'm Republican. Actually, what I would like to do is... I mean, I can't see Oprah running. I can't see Oprah winning. <laughs> oh my right? goodness! But what I'm saying is that yeah. if somebody could have, if somebody who has some kind of power like that, right, right, but right. also has some kind of political background, would run independent, that would be great. So you're uh, you're all for like me. You're all for a third party being. A- oh, I'm addressed. all for any part. I don't even care about parties. Okay. okay. Let, let's just get somebody up there who's a, who's about. You know, really making some change for the people, right? Right. Not right. Down, not downgrading other countries. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Putting people
0: down is 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 calling other people, uh, calling places that you've probably one maybe been to maybe once or never probably never, never even been, been to shitholes <laughs> is a ridiculous day. Yeah. Now, tell me about the day when you found out that um Trump had was in office. Tell me about that day. I, you know, I wasn't.
1: I wasn't. I didn't expect what we got going on now. I'll tell okay, you that right okay, now. I didn't okay. think he was that much of a. Did you, you know? follow
0: the the campaign trail well, or did you did you just catch it here and there?
1: I, I caught it here and there, but I mean, I followed it enough to know, like, because because I, I honestly thought it would have been another Bush, because I think Jeb Bush was in the running, so right, right. I had predicted it. Before when when the when the race started, Trump wasn't even in it.
0: Right, right. right. So I had
1: predicted it was going to be Jeb and and Hillary because I'm thinking, oh yeah, did, did, you know,
0: what, what kind of race would that have been? You know,
1: <laughs> it probably would have been it probably would have been Jeb Bush, but right, I hadn't right. picked Jeb and Hillary. Okay, okay, because I knew they weren't going to vote for Rand Paul because right, you know, I mean Rand Paul is his views are kind of like for the people, right? But I'm like, hey, Bush, you know. <laughs> You know, another bush, another bush, and another, and a Clinton, right? So then, when Trump got in there, a couple of my boys were sitting out talking, and we're like, "Yo, this guy really has a chance." <laughs> but now we're finding out that Russia has had a big hand in that. So maybe he really didn't have yeah, a chance. Yeah, yeah. He didn't
0: even want to be president, man. right? It's a terrible thing. I remember sitting here, sitting at this scary couch that I'm sitting at now. For those who don't, this is all audio. You know, I'm just seeing it at home. But I was sitting here watching my television. My girl was sitting um, not too far from me, and we're just watching the numbers fall. And we're just like, what is going the fuck on? Red, red, right. red, red. I'm like, America is literally bleeding out. right, And I'm just like, this is ridiculous right now. But I also understood what was going on. It's kind of like what Charlemagne says in some of his stuff. He's like you can't alienate these people. Right. <laughs> the longer you alienate them, the worse it gets. Right. And he's you got to engage. I'd rather engage with someone who who hates me than not engage with somebody who's covert, couldn't, uh, covertly hating me. Right. And I understood that and it made me think, you know, how many people who I knew for years mm. were probably like I'm really tired of we're so disconnected to what America really is in the trenches that they were like, "Oh well, all these people are really bad. I want my country back." Right. Well, newsflash: your country doesn't exist without the brown people. Okay? <laughs> right? Exactly. Without, without the the yellow, orange, whatever color you want to give them. Let me tell you something: your country doesn't exist without us. True. Sure. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist because your country was built on the backs of cotton. Right. Okay. Cotton and export and, and, and free labor and, yep, and importation of sugarcane yep and trade yep trade doesn't happen without without us, period point blank sorry, and it doesn't happen without letting women vote and giving women's rights either just yeah. an f y i yeah <laughs> so now,
1: you say you hate politics, yeah, but you but you still pay attention. I do, because at the end of the day, my livelihood depends on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I do, have to, I do have to pay attention.
0: Especially now, because now you have someone who is completely under your care. Yeah. You know, you have a child now. And I'm guessing that's been, like, a real, like, oh, my goodness moment for you. Yeah. I remember seeing the video when you got the, the um when you guys made the announcement of the sex of the child. And I was like, you were like. You were beside yourself, Holmes.
1: Yeah, because... Uh, you it took ha- a
0: lot of balls to put that on on online. Like, you yeah. could you know, that doesn't... Not everybody willing to do that. You I know mean, the say? thing
1: about it is everybody on my Facebook are people that I actually, like, still talk to. I may not talk to them all the time, mm-hmm. but the people that I have on Facebook, they're actually genuinely, like, friends. So, to me, it was like, when I put it up there, it was just, you know... To, to me, be, being in front of you right. know, family and friends—did you
0: expect to have that kind of reaction? I was completely like completely lost on you right there.
1: I mean, it meant internally, yeah, but I mean, at that point, I was just so happy because, yeah. uh, you know, it, it stems from a lot of stuff. Like, you know, my pops passed away, so right, right. Just being able to carry on the last name. Yes. so he's got my last name, my middle yes. name. He doesn't. He is not a junior, but just being able to carry on that,
0: that. I didn't know you lost your dad,
1: man. Yeah, yeah. My dad passed in 9
0: Wow. Yeah. Bro. Wow. So we can we share that, man. Yeah, it's, it's a rough thing. It's a rough thing when you are, wow, man. It's yeah. a rough thing when you are the like the namesake. Yeah, and then your dad, you you, you literally grew up with your dad. Like literally, your yeah. dad was in your home. Yeah, my dad wasn't there, but I had my grandfather. I lost my grandfather in two thousand fifteen. Got you. It really like changed my life a lot. But yeah. um, when you lose someone, your mentality begins to change. Yeah, you begin to. You begin to take things a lot more serious. Yep. And you go forward from there. When you when you lost your dad, did you d- did that like give you like a like all right a sense of like ur- uh complete urgency at that point or did you just be like okay I gotta I I just gotta wrap my mind around it because I know for me I was very young yeah when I lost my dad so I didn't have the same kind of urgency that you normally would have but I did begin to really miss him. Yeah. And miss the fact that he's not going to be around for a lot of things. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's been 20 years since my dad's passed. Yeah. So it's different for me obviously for you it hasn't it's almost what's going on 10 years almost yeah. for you. Did it did you start to when did it start to calculate in your head that it's like all right. My dad's gone. My mom is your mom's still here. She's still here. Yeah. Yes. Your sister Still here, they're gonna yeah. need me. Yeah, I gotta put a little more effort into what I'm trying to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely a lot of urgency because now you know you're looked at as kind of like you know the man in the house, in yes, a sense.
0: sir, yes, sir.
1: So, um, but you know, st- stuff doesn't really hit you until like the birth of your son, your wedding. Ooh. You know, like, things like that. Yeah. Just, and now it's going to be, like, your son's graduation and all these other things. like. So mm-hmm. they don't really hit you. Like, when you're caught up in the mix of, like, you know, trying to do other things, they don't really hit you until you actually sit down and you're absorbing the moment, you know? Right, right. So, like, when I found out that I was having a son, I was just absorbing the moment at that point. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, because cause I'm just, like, always on the go. <laughs> but then when you actually sit down and just absorb a moment, you're just like, you know, you're just like, wow.
0: It wakes you up. You're like... Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, this is happening. Yep, you get that deer, deer. Like I always say, people people really underestimate it, but a lot of people we're all deers and headlights to most of life. Yeah, we don't realize it. We th- they think we know,
1: but nah, yeah. man. until it think happens, you know, but you don't know.
0: Oh, you're always <laughs> like, oh shit, son. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah. Oh, okay. So now that you're you know you have a child, you got a wife, you got an established home, you guys are building a life together. How was it for you to see the way the country is going? It's and scary. Now that you have, now that you have someone that you got to look after, mm. and their future is completely attached to you. Yeah. And seeing things, how was that for you and your wife? Did you guys have a lot of conversations about like, I hope that these things happen, and basically, how how did that go for you guys?
1: Right. I mean, it, it's scary because. You know, right now there's a lot of things going on. So, uh, you know, we uh, in the mid in the schools, I think we've had about like twelve school shootings already. And right, it, we haven't even got. We just hit the, <laughs> the second month of the year. I know some crazy twelve world, school bro. shootings. Um, and then you look at all of this bullying, and, and then mm-hmm. now it's like, you know, the whole the whole transgender thing now right. because because now you have to address people in a certain way, and now mm-hmm. if you don't, now it's it's different. So, you know, my my thing right now is. And who knows? I mean, my son is only five months, so who knows what flow we're going to be going through at that point. Yeah, yeah. I'm just hoping I'm ready because I'm going to be out of touch, you know? Like, the older (laughs) you get, the more out of touch you become with things, you You
0: know? Do you think you're going to be the cool dad with Jordans on? Nah. (laughs) Nah. That could be that guy.
1: I, Nah. (laughs) Don't be that guy with nah, <laughs> the
0: earring and everything. Don't be that guy. Nah,
1: that's not going to be me, man. I feel that. I but definitely yeah, feel that. I mean, that. It's, it's definitely a topic to talk about because yeah. we're going through a lot of change. But, you know, there's also a lot of good happening. You know, there's right. more males, you know, going to school, getting right. degrees, more right. female. You know, so there's a lot of good that's happening within... The culture, but as far as altogether, yeah, I, I I don't know, man. Tomorrow is not always guaranteed, right? It's not always guaranteed, but you, you just well, don't know what to expect either. Tomorrow, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say about tomorrow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, you never you never fully never fully get a grasp of life. Nah, that's what I definitely have learned over the last couple of years. It's just like you don't get a full grasp of life, nah. and as much as you want to be focused on where you're going and What you want out of your life? When you got somebody looking up at you and their future depends on you, a lot of the stuff that you had hopes for is curbed. Yeah, it's curbed, and it's cool to curb it because you know what? This for a better benefit. Yeah, you know, know, my grandfather, he wanted a bigger house, but he's like, if I'm gonna raise this family, I need to buy a house that I can afford. as well underneath my budget. Yeah, that's true too. He bought his house for ninety four grand. We're talking circa 77. I
1: was about to say, because...
0: <laughs> Ain't no way you're Whoa. getting that
1: now. Right now, but boy,
0: sign me up. 40% of the area where we grew up is now um,
1: in foreclosure. Wow. Yeah, in in, te- in te- yeah. Te- yeah Yeah, yeah T-Neck is... Right now, the market is crazy.
0: You can get into T-Neck pretty cheap, man. And yeah. it's crazy because pretty cheap means pretty bad. Yeah. Because it does not mean you're going to get good... Solid people in there who want the best. Sometimes you're gonna get a lot of people in there who are just looking to make a buck.
1: Yeah, you know, you know what's interesting that we talk about that. And it's a little bit off topic. Is mm-hmm. uh, they the high school has has uh, they had a PTA meeting mm-hmm. to raise the athletic GPA. What? Yeah. Okay. I, I can't give you specifics on what the GPA was and what it is now, but I know that they've they've raised the athletic GPA now. Mm. So. It's going to be some stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be some people who are not going to make it. Right. But the thing about it is it's interesting because, you know, Teaneck wasn't always where it where it is now. No. You know what no, I mean? Like no. it used to be very racially. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the question is now like, uh, you know, we've, re- lately we've had a large influx of people, you know, of, of color coming in right. from New York. So right. now it's like, is that like a deterrent now because you know what i mean mm-hmm. like are they going to be stri- you know trying to strategically find ways to like
0: flunk people out
1: not flunk people out but like yeah. you know if, the, if a kid's coming to new york because they are like oh, i want a better education but i also want to play basketball cuz tinique is well known for you know for basketball tinique is basketball Trust and believe. <laughs> right. So it's like now that you have this GPA, mm-hmm. and, and it's kind of like, it's, it's like a catchphrase, too, because some people will say, hey, you know what? Well, we should get the kids to do better. The kids right. should be doing better. All right. Right, right, A student athlete is not an easy thing, though. <laughs> no. Being a student athlete, people think it's
0: simple. You, oh, you can get some girl to do your homework. You ain't got to stress. On, no. It doesn't work like that necessarily. Right. Like, these kids got to go out there, and they really got to go out there and perform. Because not everybody is going to be the number one kid coming out of school, right? And he or she's not going to have somebody doing their homework for them, right? You're not a bl- not everybody's going to be a blue chip athlete. Sometimes right. you're just a kid who gets the the scholarship to Iona, right? Okay, you don't get the scholarship to Rutgers or Duke. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you're getting the scholarship to a smaller school, and you're not still you're still looked upon to do your job there. You know, and you don't always get somebody like holding your hand through the whole thing. Sometimes you're left on your own, especially if you're not the star player on the team. Right. And you're a role player who's just filling a spot. Right. So I I completely understand where. This could be concerning because it's going to be a lot more
1: of those than there are star players, right? But then also too, now we we also don't have as many extracurricular programs like outside. No. So now it's like, what what? Are, Tina what are has be never <laughs> been good at that, and
0: I'm saying that I'm not even. Let me just use Tina because I'm as an example of a lot of places in the country for African American yeah. um, neighborhoods, but not even just African American neighborhoods, just low income neighborhoods, yeah. or urban neighborhoods. Uh, it's just they strip away things gradually for other things. Right. Sometimes they're allocated for other budget stuff. You see places like Patterson um, and I know this is used to be a thriving uh, city. Word. And it, I know this is a very uh, area-centric podcast at this point episode, but what I'm saying is we're using these examples for all of America at this point. And you're looking at um, a very, very, very well-to-do city at one time mm. that now is destitute. It is destitute. Yeah. It is it is hard to 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 put into words what you see when you drive through, and I'm not putting, and, and we're not talking about the people, we're just talking about the area, man, and the amount of stuff that they they stripped down from there, and it's just now it's it's not even it's not even what it used to be because even I mean, when I was younger, Patterson wasn't as bad as it is these days. Right. I don't, and, and it's, I'm sorry to say, but I wish they would do more.
1: Yeah, New York, New York also, but New York is. Um,
0: New York is revitalized because they've had so much. It's so cheap now right. for all these corporations to come in there. And they made it so cheap for them. But that's what they do. Right. You see the gentrification in Harlem. Harlem was terrible,
1: Maggie. Yeah.
0: You know, and I know. Yeah. Okay, Lawrence. Harlem. <laughs> if you grew up where we grew up, Harlem was like a, like a regular place you would go. Because yeah. it's literally that close to us. Yeah. So it, now it's it's being gentrified. Still was weird. Still weird for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's always, it's just, I think it's always, I think we always need to, as a people, we need to focus more on the real estate. Yeah. It just needs to be focused on the real estate. I think we need to do more, we need to do more in real estate than we need to do in any other part. Because if we don't own, the only thing they're never going to make more of is land. Till we land on the moon and Mars and all these other places, there ain't no more land. Right. So the only thing you can own is land. Yeah. Land before everything else. You want to buy all these other stocks, bonds, cool. Just go buy land. Yeah. <laughs> if you own 20 square blocks, you are, you're a millionaire. Don't stress nothing. Right. If you own four blocks, you're fine. But just go buy land. I wish I had done that. I wish I had listened to my own advice years ago. But, you know, I wasn't in the best places, and sometimes I didn't always do what I thought was right.
1: Yeah. So... Do you agree with that, I'm guessing? I agree, yeah. Get some kind of something like, so some, even a building, even if you can't get the land, at least get the building. Right. You know, some kind of residential or something. Right, right. Get yeah. yourself
0: something. I mean, my friends, I've, I've talked about this so many times, but it's definitely something you want. So, um, in, in in terms of now, you're, you're a grown man this point you're a fully grown man now you got a kid you got a wife everything is going in a a complete direction how do you see your 2018 going for you
1: so far so good um just got a promotion so that's a good thing life's good life is good Life so, is good. Yeah, definitely a good 2018. Um, I'm hoping to, you know, get something, get a, get like a piece of property. That That's what 2018 is all right. about for me. Or at least putting my, myself in position to, to get some kind of property.
0: Let me ask you this. How has social media affected your life at this point? Coming in 2018, up until this point, how has it affected your life?
1: I, I kind of good. I mean, I generally use social media. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> Social media is like a something you you, know, you have extra time. You're on social yeah, media, yeah. but sometimes when you don't have extra time, you're on social media <laughs> when you shouldn't be on. And I talk about with a, a couple of my friends about this all the time. We talk about how social media has ruined dating. Right, right. And I truly think that social media thing. has.
0: Listen, I found my I found my girlfriend mm-hmm. on Facebook years right, ago. Right, five. She and she dated me for five years straight. Wow. Talk about, you talk about me just popping in. Hey, okay, right. daddy, okay, going back over here. It was only until, one, until like 2016, I was like, hey, you want to go out and just go have a drink? Yeah. And she was like, you know what? Cool. I don't have anything going on. Why not? Right. And now here we are. Yeah. I guess in some ways, social media is like, how can to say this? As I'm asking you what's going on for your 2018 and we're talking about social media. But what I'm saying is, mm. You're up into this point. How do you think it's face? How how has it affected your life past-wise, and how is it affecting How do you think it's going to affect your life going forward?
1: I think past-wise, it allows you to visually keep in contact with people. Yes. So I think like when our parents were coming up, Mm -hmm. people moved away, and then you never hear from them again. Yeah. Now with social media, people who you who I've been friends with uh, when they moved away to Atlanta, my one of my friends moved away when we were like third grade. And then we reconnected back on social media, and mm. it just was like all that time had never really went by, you know? Mm-hmm. So for that, it's pretty good. Going forward, um, I'm not sure. This goes back to my conspiracy stuff. Listen, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> you're
0: a business owner, a small business owner, Yeah. okay? Social media is going to be vital for you if you're going to oh, go yeah. forward with this. Oh, you
1: know? yeah. So so in, in a small business, um, I think social media is going to be good because I actually started out with... Um, I had an Instagram page. Mm-hmm. I had an Ultima back in the day, and I started an Instagram page called Crew Ultima. Right, right, right. By the time I got rid of my Ultima and gave that page up, it was up to like 3,000 followers. All right, then. So, all right, I then. mean, it, social media is going to be good. Everything is going to be all on the internet, and that's what I'm hoping my small business could be just right. strictly on the internet because that's the way you could reach so many people. So you never want a storefront, nothing like that. I don't even see the point of storefronts anymore. Gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. Do you believe it's mean, an archaic thing? It, it, it might be, but but they, but they some people in business will tell you that storefronts are still have a place in business. Correct, correct. You know what I mean? But it's like nobody's going to the storefronts because no. look at Toys R Us, Woo-wee. right? Toys R Us was one of the biggest ones. You're talking that real talk now, man. So when we talk about storefronts, I mean, cars are even becoming, you can buy cars off the internet. Now. They
0: have this thing called Carvana. Right. And Carvana is nuts. Right. You don't never, all you have to do is point, press, click send in the money, and the car is delivered to your your house. house. That's scary for dealerships. Right. Because if that catches fire, everyone's going to keep doing
1: that. Right. You know, that's wild, man. Yeah, it's crazy. So, I mean, storefronts... I mean, I guess they do kind of have a place because mm-hmm. a lot of people do last-minute shopping for things, so you, right, right. you do need to get things right away. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but Amazon is changing the game I was with about that. to say, <laughs> Amazon,
0: how much is that guy worth right now? Right. It, it was some crazy number or something like that. Yeah, like he's, he's probably making he, it crazy. Because I know Amazon had an amazing year. I use Amazon. And, um, I, I work um, primarily right now. I'm starting a photography business. And... Um, I get all my stuff. A lot of my stuff from um, Amazon. Yeah, I can say a majority of my stuff came from Amazon. Now I like I'm a, I'm old school. I like to go touch and feel things and make sure that they're all good. But Amazon is get. is a beast. Get How it? do you do you think you're going to? do You think would you ever invest in FBA or anything like that? Like your own kind of FBA company? Would you ever do that? <laughs>
1: I don't know. I mean, Amazon. We gotta see what's going on with net neutrality first. Yes, very true. <laughs> okay. We
0: didn't even bring that up. Net so we gotta is talk else. about net yes. neutrality first. Yes, yes, and, we do. Um,
1: but I mean, for me right now, um, I, I, like I said, I, I'm still up in the air. I'm still kind of learning things to figure out what's the best route. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it just seems like no matter what you do, yes, Amazon is just right there behind you. Yeah. Like so, hey guy, right? Come so was, over here
0: and sell your goods on us, right?
1: right? So I was just looking at um Amazon. They're up to like you know twelve hundred dollars a share right now. Ooh. So that's probably only going to increase, right? You know because uh, I, I have a, a piece of stock in Amazon. It's, nice, it's
0: so small, but mm-hmm. it's something, it, brother.
1: Right. But, uh. but the but every day I check it and it keeps going up and <laughs> up and up. And <laughs> so I'm just like, this is crazy.
0: I have a one one quick, one quick question for you. How do you feel about Bitcoin going forward?
1: I think Bitcoin, Bitcoin could go left or it can go right. I
0: think it's so toxic. I don't want to
1: touch it. It is very toxic, but it's toxic. because... like prime
0: mortgages, man. I used to, and I and I had to sell those back in the day. Yeah, and it's not a good thing.
1: I think it's bad because there's no regulation on it. Yeah, yeah. Because this there's, there's been people like so. Let's say you got a lot of money in Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Somebody could hack your account and just be gone with all your Bitcoin. I just read something the
0: other day online that it was like I think it was like a. Million shares just disappeared. Yeah, it's like oh poof.
1: Yep, nah, fam. And there's no there's no insurance to back it, so you, oh. so your bitcoins are gone. Yeah, I'm not I'm not with that. Right. No. And and the thing about it is, uh, before now they started setting up ATMs. Yeah. But before they didn't have ATMs. You'd have to go to somebody mm-hmm. who would be able to change your cash for bitcoins. Right. right. And those people used to get robbed. Right. Because
0: who's about eva- who who's like like evaluating or determining the value and and that's and my, that's my only thing the value can be determined primarily just about by any institution that deems it right. You know, when I was studying to be like looking at life coaching, there was no there's no license for life coaching. Yeah. Tomorrow you can go out and say you're going to be a life coach tomorrow and then pop up a sign on Instagram and you're a life coach. Yeah. And I started to realize like there's a there's a oh, I forgot the name of the book, but I read this book and it was on an, uh, a I, uh, I do a, I listen to a lot of um a lot of audiobooks and uh, the guy was like don't put your money into thing into businesses that you cannot control the entry for the reason why doctors lawyers and all these other places make uh, make money is because the entry is not f- not everybody can jump in with $10,000 right you know what I'm saying? So you're looking at it as a as niche business. So he's like, You look at Amazon, you jump into Amazon, anybody can do that. Your competition level was too high. Yeah. If you want to be a life coach, there's no regulations so you can go get certified, but if you don't even, if you show results, that person doesn't need a certification. Right. Anybody can jump into doing it. Yeah. And it, it made me kind of start to look at like all the stuff that you can get you get involved with and you're just like Yeah. You kinda like, Oh, hold on, fam. Like so, you mean to tell me Johnny, Jimmy, and Danielle over there can all just jump in right now and kill my entire, like, can kill me real quick just yeah. by jumping in? Yeah. Now, I understand the competitiveness of it, and that's fine. But without regulations, you're dealing with the Wild West, and people can take you for all your ish. Yeah. Like a mother.
1: Yeah. I think Bitcoin, it, I think it's going to be short lived. <laughs> yeah. Because the government's not going to, you know, U.S. or whatever, all the, all those other currencies, they don't want that to become bigger than their currency. Correct. They will Correct. find a way to just be like, "Yo, let's that this. <laughs> this is not happening." Yeah, <laughs> I dig
0: it. I so dig it. I think that's gonna happen. Yeah. And you're a conspiracy, so I know at the end of the day, you got your own ideas about that. What Bitcoin? Bitcoin and all that stuff. Yeah. we gotta. We gonna. You gonna have to. Ex- <laughs> you know what that means, right? You gotta. You gonna have to get a podcast. You I gotta, might, I gotta, might gotta have to, to, get to, to get one. So dispute to, to
1: spew all of the spew. stuff I think about. So, so
0: maybe we get a podcast in two thousand and eighteen. <laughs> maybe. <yeah. laughs> so, all right. So, what's the future? Where can people find you? Tell me what things you want to, um, you wanted to want people to know about your business and what you're trying to do and where you're trying to
1: go. All right. So, um, the business right now is um, trying to keep uh healthcare affordable by education. All right. So pretty much, um, you know, if you're buying supplies out of pocket. Um, I usually try to have the lowest price available, um, so I do it all dropship. So it's not like I have a storefront. So I, I'm able to keep my my call, you know my selling price lower than most. Nice. Um, but it's also about education and coaching. You know, m- making sure people have the right education right. in the home right. to keep somebody from right. going in, back in, in and out of the hospital. Yes. I'm hoping to branch out into doing like nursing also. Okay. So, having nurses that are educated that come in and educate. Sweet. So, ever since I started the business, I've had people in my field actually contact me to see if, like, oh, you know, do you need help? Do you need somebody to work for you? And yeah. I'm like, yeah, but I don't have enough, <laughs> you know, I don't have <laughs> enough volume to right. hire somebody. Right, right. So, um, that's a positive sign. Yeah. That's a good sign, man. Yeah. I actually got a, I actually got a link up with uh, Holy Name called me. Sweet, big, yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping to. Yeah. The name is a hospital around here, so I'm just hoping (laughs) that that works out. So pretty much that that's where it is um, right now. But at the same time, I'm open to, you know, doing some other things too outside of the medical field too. So now, where can they find you if people wanted to contact you? so the company is called respiratory stat uh, mm-hmm. based out of New Jersey, respiratory stat com. all right, um, all, right. Um, all the contact information is on there mm-hmm. um, to reach out to me in terms of the business gotcha yeah all right so that's what we, and um so they can get you on the email obviously. on the email yeah uh, email is info. resp stat at gmail.com all right my man yeah my man my man now on social media where can they find you if they want to check you out Um, so for the, uh, for my personal email, uh, Instagram, it's Clay. So it's C underscore L underscore A underscore Y underscore underscore. I mean, a lot of underscores. <laughs> a lot of underscores, <laughs> <good>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's personal well, one. <laughs> well, well I, want, I wanted it to be Clay, but <laughs> it, yeah. So Clay anyway, is pretty popular, by the way. It is pretty popular, yeah. <laughs> okay. And that's my son's middle name, my middle name. <laughs> so that's why, yeah. But, um, but the business one is uh, respiratory underscore stat. Right. So on there, right. people can go on there. It, it's, it's more uh, medical humor. <laughs> so, you know, people in the medical field will probably find it more funny than cool. Than most, yeah. <laughs> now, we got you got yourself a positive brother doing his thing, man. I I want to uh,
0: say thank you for coming on the show, man. Absolutely. I really appreciate it, man. Um, any closing comments before we bounce anything you want to let the people know
1: man I just want to say guys continue to support Brian he's got a good thing going on here appreciate that brother so I think each one has got to teach one and we got to help each other out so I'm learning from Brian <laughs> right now with the podcast thing so yeah. I just want to shout him out man Skylo for a, for quite a while well yes. I know your brother more but yeah you know he's <laughs> you known
0: my brother since I don't know since they were yeah. babies damn yeah. near so I guess yeah, yeah, yeah for, a for, long, for a long, long time. time yeah yeah but yeah. just shout out to you man that's my closing remarks alright man listen um, guys Go check his stuff out, man. Thank you for listening to this episode. Again, um, if you if you if you know yourself, you can do better. So take some time, get to know yourselves, man. Take some time really really to focus on what you're trying to do. All right. So other than that, everybody, man, I'll check you out next week, man.